so there wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on. Banjo Kazooie is coming to the Nintendo Switch Online and arrives January twentieth. It arrives what? today. What? Yeah. Why? Are, why are we recording right now? We should be playing Banjo Kazooie. All right, let's get the uh-huh. fuck out of here. Bye. <laughs> All right, that's our intro. everybody thank you for joining us here on another steaming hot edition of cup of joe's i'm your host joe brown joined by my best friend joe parian and joe we are here episode number 76 of cup of joe's good sir how are you good how are you i'm good i got a new phone it's new fandangled and they took away all the features that i used to have now i gotta press like other buttons and a very it's a very tumultuous time for me. That's all I'm going to say, Joe. Welcome to the the 21st century, Joseph. Welcome now, to learning how to use your own phone. I will say, hold, as one of the one of the games I downloaded on my phone, as I'm trying to load it right now, is to show you that I'm trying. I'm starting to follow through on my resolutions. If you can hear that, do you hear the music? Yeah. I downloaded two Final Fantasy mobile games. To start, oh, God. I'm, I'm, okay. hey, I'm trying to follow my resolutions, Joe. Okay, try to commit to the pod, you know. Okay. So, um, you can tell this is like the Final Fantasy like classic intro theme, like the way that you know, like every Zelda has like the fountain. The, yeah, uh, I know. You know, intro thing. Um, so it's two. It's called so they okay. It's very confusing. It's very Square Enix. It's very you know. So they're both called Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Both games. Okay? Which is already confusing enough. And then the second one. So the first one's like kind of more of an auto. It's like a 2D vertical. And then the other one is 3D horizontal. That's how I've been explaining the difference between the two. So the first one, just Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Got it. Simple. Boom. Weird name, but still. The next one is Final Fantasy Brave Exvius War of the Visions. And that's more like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics with the terrain and the 3D and moving around and stuff. But there's <laughs> in adi- uh, there's been an addition added with new story and characters, all these things. So now, when you go on the home screen, it's Final Fantasy Brave Exvius War <laughs> War of the Visions uh, Legend of or Battle of the Crystals or something like that. War Crystal Warrior. So it's literally like 13 words long. I, I hate it. <laughs> it's like, like that's what it's called now because of the expansion. It's like, oh, it's very good. But I've been having fun playing that. I sent you, I sent you my waifu in that one. This, this green haired lady named June. She's, she's, she's the new waifu. So you know, I pull, I pull, uh, it, I pulled on her right away. Yeah, I'm sure you did. You, yeah. you maniac. <laughs> I have not spent money, not a single penny, Joe. That's the, that's the. Goal. Not a single, not a single penny yet. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of people who have spent money, that would be Microsoft. And they they spent quite a lot of pennies, a, a good number of pretty pennies this week. And that's going to be our main topic we talk about here, Joe, as Microsoft has just acquired Activision Blizzard 
for a ridiculous price of $68.7 billion. So that's what we're going to get into here. We have actually up the announcement from Microsoft's own page. This was a couple of days ago at this point now. But the internet, I woke up on... Um, what was that? Tuesday morning, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was Tuesday. Just the entire internet just exploded. It was like crazy that because remember last year, uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda for like eleven billion dollars or something like that, and it was a gigantic yeah. deal. And then now this one's sixty-eight billion. So let's just read this one quick paragraph, and then we'll get into it, Joe. Uh, okay. So Microsoft will acquire Activision Blizzard for $95 per share in an all-cash transaction valued at $68.7 billion, inclusive of Activision Blizzard's net cash. When the transaction closes, Microsoft will become the world's third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Sony. The planned acquisition includes iconic franchises from the Activision, Blizzard, and King Studios like Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and Candy Crush. That's the that's the kicker. This deal wasn't made if they didn't get Candy Crush. In addition exactly. to global esports activities through Major League Gaming, the company has studios around the world with nearly 10,000 employees. So, this was a gigantic deal. We already talked about them getting... Bethesda last year. Remember, I think two or three years ago at E3, they announced that they made like 12 brand new first-party studios that are all working on games. Plus, you got the, yeah. the games pass that everybody raves about with all the awesome things. So, we'll toss to you here, Joe. Started, I Can you think of this as anything but an absolute W for Microsoft? Well, yeah, it's a complete W for Microsoft because um, as this article states... Um, from the the CEO of PlayStation, Andrew Housing, back in 2015, that uh, PlayStation was the home of Call of Duty, which is is probably no longer true due to this huge um, purchase of Activision Blizzard. I'm interested to see, though, like a big thing is if Microsoft will be able to change a lot of what Blizzard's like in-house community within the developer system development teams like to stop all of the like the harassment and stuff that's going on in there mm -hmm. to maybe also like help me help their games become better like i have a friend who's played wow for most of his life and he stopped playing it because it's like blizzard's not producing what it used to and um since activision bought them it wasn't as good as everything used to be so maybe this purchase will help make blizzard games better than what they used to be yeah i think that i, I guess that's a good way to put it is this um is this could actually help activision blizzard more than it helps microsoft in a, a cultural sense and in a in a building towards the future sense you know what i mean because it really has not been let's say the last decade plus it's When's the last time you heard a positive story come out where the like title is Activision Blizzard? Either with these allegations of real life issues or when it comes to gameplay related issues with microtransactions and you know well, and whatnot. That all that stuff is mainly put on Activision stuff. When they when they acquired Blizzard, it was it was kind of a a confusing thing that a lot of people were like very nervous about when that happened um right but that I'm was more, a lot they acquired blizzard in 2008 
So that it's been a while since that happened. Really? I, I don't think Activision no, required I Blizzard in 2008. This, I actually, I just, I had this conversation with a friend who thought it was a recent thing. And I was like, no, it's been a while. And then you looked it up and it was 2008. So, Interesting. I thought it was, I thought it was recently. No. So that's why I'm saying it is, it is a part, it is intertwined. It's not a new, it's just, a, oh, Activision's a problem, Blizzard's fine. But no, this is like a, an issue with their organization as a, as a whole. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And um, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the doors of Microsoft, but it doesn't appear like there are big reports coming out about these terrible Microsoft companies or, you know, studios, the way that you hear constantly about Blizzard games and how they treat the workers or Activision games and how they treat their workers and the actual product being super negatively reviewed because of all the microtransactions and things. So I think that this could actually culturally help, I don't know if it'll fix World of Warcraft if your friend will go back to it. I also had a friend stop playing World of Warcraft because of all the issues um, with that with their company. So um, maybe this helps them down the road and like puts WoW back on top, or like they fix Diablo and they don't have that <laughs> they don't have any more snafus of uh, the don't you all own phones or you know that whole issue a couple of years ago. Like this this could be positive for both sides. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm uh, kind of interested to see if there's going to be any more news about if this is going to affect Overwatch Two. Um, mm. uh, I could, I don't really care a lot about like the um, the Call of Duty series. Like they can continue to do whatever they want to do with that. But like a lot of like the more of the Blizzard side of stuff, t- I was more interested in. And um, I guess I was. Conf- I'm guess I'm also a little confused. Can you remind me what Destiny is under? Because Destiny, Destiny isn't is part of... now its own thing. There was a lawsuit. Remember, Activision Blizzard yes, yes. bought Bungie for a 10-year contract to make Destiny games. And when Destiny 2 launched, it was so gross and so ridiculous that Bungie sued Microsoft or excuse me, sued Activision Blizzard to get out of the contract because their reputation was so like irreparably harmed from working and having the business policies of, of Activision and they won that case. So now Bungie is independent again and they are now that's why Destiny is on Steam now and not the uh the uh, whatever Blizzard's launcher is called. Battlenet. Thank you. Um but yeah, no, uh, it's it's going to be an interesting show to watch from now on because this is like a big deal. Like Microsoft is kind of just like stacking up all of these things to, to just have exclusives for them. Like I, I highly doubt that they're going to keep like call of duty exclusive or some of the other games that are, or that fall under the Activision uh, setting, like as an exclusive. But I, I do think that maybe the next overwatch game will be an exclusive or some of the other um some of the other uh, like titles that are that are going to be coming out might be exclusively just for Microsoft, um, but the CEO of Microsoft Gaming, Phil Spencer, did write on Tuesday um, that the Activision Blizzard games are played on plenty of different platforms, and Microsoft plans to continue to support those communities moving forward, and that they don't plan on dividing the communities. Um, by making ex- a lot of like exclusivity deals for them, um, which is kind of nice. So that and, is, like, that's awful. what's interesting. That's the conversation I wanted to think about. Because if you remember years ago, 
when Microsoft was getting their teeth kicked in by Sony and the PS4 compared to the Xbox One. And, you know, little Phil Spencer was all peace and love and let's not have exclusives because they had Last of Us and Spider-Man and God of War and Final Fantasy VII Remake and all these great exclusives when when Xbox was really suffering on their exclusive ends. Like, exclusives are bad and we should be cross-platform and cross-play and, like, because that's what the little guy in second place had to go by, right? Uh, that, like, helped them. Now... Bethesda, Bethesda's all Xbox and, and PC now, right? Remember last year when they bought that? That the upcoming Bethesda games are going to be Xbox and PC, or, so they're not going to be on PS5. Um, I guess maybe they'll still be Switch like three years later, like they usually do with all the games, because they have a good relationship with Nintendo. Um, but like that's what I first thought of is, well, you made the Bethesda games exclusive, are you going to make the Activision Blizzard games exclusive, but then you're going to lose out on such a gigantic audience. Like you said, the CEO of Sony says Call of Duty is the home of, uh, or PS, their PlayStation is the home of Call of Duty. So you have all of those. The thing that like is kind of being undersold here is the mobile acquisition as well. There's even a part of this article on Microsoft's website talking about how, how big of a, a part of the transaction was the mobile economy. Uh, in this, and then the other thing for Game Pass, like what if Overwatch 2 is straight up a Game Pass game? It's only on Xbox consoles and on PC. You know what I mean? Like well, that would a be game a big pa- deal. Well, the thing, yeah, well, the thing is, if it becomes a Game Pass game, you get it, and you pay for the Game Pass, you get it for free. But if you can still set it out for other systems, like Psychonauts 2 isn't just an exclusive. Oh, maybe it is. Never mind, I take that back. I believe Psychonauts 2 is an exclusive to Xbox, isn't it? Um, well, well, the better example is Halo, right? Because obviously Halo's on Game Pass, and it's obviously exclusive to PC and, and Microsoft. So, like, you could use... You could have more things like that. But now that they own Activision Blizzard, like, sure, it helps them to kind of screw over Sony by not releasing it on PlayStation. But at the same time, since they just bought a business for $69 billion, don't they want to make money by taking advantage of the giant player base that is on Sony consoles, too? But I think they will. Like, So um, Bloomberg reported, citing a source, said that Microsoft will keep some Activision games on PlayStation consoles, but some content will be exclusive to Microsoft and Xbox. Um, Quoting Phil Spencer directly, it's not our intent to pull communities away from the platform, and we remained remained committed to that. So I think that Spencer is going to continue to try to do cross-platform. But if you remember, Joe, when all this cross-platform thing was happening, Xbox was still, like, ready to do it, and they did it, Mm -hmm. but Sony was the one who was trailing behind and refused to do it. Yeah, with Fortnite and the other yeah, games with, and Rocket with League. With all this. Yeah. Yeah. So, in anything, in my opinion, this is just going to continue to help that happen because Microsoft is all for pushing that forward. So, the, all these games that will be coming out, even if they are somewhat exclusive to uh, Microsoft, it'll still be P- PC and Microsoft and Xbox cross-platform, which is like a step in, a, in the directions, which we could soon pull playstation in and hopefully have them do cross-platform as well but um i also think that some of the things might not also not just be like an exclusive from the microsoft thing maybe it'll have like a time lock of exclusivity and then be released later on the other platforms you know what i mean yeah definitely 
Like how because, uh, like how God of War just released on what was that Epic Game Store or something recently? Yeah, but it, like on everything, I think it's also on. Yeah, it's on Steam as well. But like, yeah. and that's that's kind of like another annoying thing is like, I don't know, like the exclusivity stuff is just like super annoying. Um, because why are we still doing this? Like, I understand we want everybody to buy our systems, but like. I just want to play the games. I want to get, I want to play the games. I want to have fun. Like, yeah, like it was, it's, uh, it's super cool that Xbox is. Sorry. I think Sony doesn't have a kick coming to them to complain if they lose call of duty because it's like, well, last of us is only you. God of war is only you. Final fantasy seven remake is only you. Final fantasy 16 is only you. You know what I mean? Like, so there's really, you can't really have sympathy for Sony if they start to complain that they've lost out on exclusives because, this is kind of, this is kind of their fault <laughs> in a sense because Microsoft had to react by buying Bethesda and buying Activision Blizzard to just compete with Sony. Where if Sony didn't have these exclusive practices, like maybe Microsoft doesn't have to retaliate in the same way, you know? Yeah, but from Microsoft buying all these things, uh, all these companies have just started to get like better from them. Like I think Bethesda's doing a little bit better from like after everything that's happened, like their games are probably becoming like being able to be worked on better, have more funding and get like the, maybe, maybe after all this happens, maybe we will receive a Bethesda game that doesn't have a ton of bugs in it. You know what I mean? I love your like, optimism. Maybe, I love it. I'm ha- I'm having the optimism. Like Todd Howard does be, do be doing as dirty sometimes, but I believe that this could be a, a good step in the direction, but who knows? Like, who knows? Like, what? What's been going on? But I, I do like the way that Microsoft does things. They do handle things very well, from what I've seen. So I actually, I'm trying to find it, and I can't find it right now. But uh, I saw on Game Informer a kind of an idea that how, however great this is for Microsoft, it also puts a huge bullseye on Sony, right? To do something in, in in response and also to try to match Game Pass, which I understand Sony has PlayStation Now, which is their monthly subscription service that is similar to Game Pass, but it's nowhere near remotely, at least publicly thought of as, as good of a product as Game Pass. For example, so here's this article or part, this paragraph from the Microsoft article. Uh, on Game Pass. The acquisition also bolsters Microsoft's Game Pass portfolio with plans to launch Activision Blizzard games into Game Pass, which has reached a new milestone of over 25 million subscribers. With Activision Blizzard's nearly 400 million monthly active players in 190 countries and $3 billion franchises, this acquisition will make Game Pass one of the most compelling and diverse lineups of gaming content in the industry. Upon close, Microsoft will have 30 internal game development studios. 30 internal game development studios along with additional publishing and esports production capabilities like so that's the thing with playstation now i wouldn't recommend to a single gamer like legitimately i don't think the i don't think the price tag for what it is 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 good enough i know like 
I, I sometimes see like the new games added and like they just added I think it was like Final Fantasy 12 or something which was on the PS PS2. So Microsoft is like here's Overwatch 2 on Game Pass and then Sony is like here's a 16-year-old Final Fantasy game that is kind of buggy <laughs> and you're stream and you're streaming it also so you have like the you have those uh, delay issues, you know, cuz you're not actually downloading the game. Um so this could actually make Sony have to improve their version of Game Pass, which is PlayStation Now. And then all that does is just it's better for us as consumers, right? You want more competition because then that raises the, you know, the quality of the content that that we as gamers and consumers are getting. So, like, this is just win for Microsoft, win for Activision, and could potentially be a win for Sony also accidentally. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, I love it. It's- it's, it's just going to – this is what, like, a market's supposed to be like. It's continuously making each other better. Right. And that's what I'm here for. Um, I'm here for it. Um, it was very interesting when all this happened and when the internet exploded. But I'm here for all of the cool games that will be coming out in the later years. You I'm know, here for it. You know what I'm here for? I'm here what? for Master Chief and Overwatch 2, Okay. Maybe not you know, actually him, but maybe his skin or something. Like put it on like Diva's mech or something. Have a Master Chief. Oh my gosh! Mech skin. You are you act like you wouldn't buy that insta purchase. Literally insta purchase. But you don't you don't buy the skins in Overwatch. Well, no, but you, you can buy cur- No, you can buy currency to buy skins in Overwatch. Yes, yeah, you can. You like... can re-roll for skins, but you can definitely <laughs> buy the currency to buy a skin straight up. I have a feeling that. Um... That would be because there's some skins you can't buy, and I have a feeling that that skin won't be able to be purchased. Well, <clears> you'll, we gotta, you'll have to we gotta text, open that. We got to text Phil Spencer and say, "Hey, congrats, bud! Now I need you to get to work on this. <laughs> hey, give hey, us, bud. give us a Master Chief theme Diva Mech skin." It's been it's been a minute, but can you please hit me up with this good good skin that I thought? Hey, of? Thank you. Hey Philly, hope you're doing well. Been a while. That's how we start our conversation. Yeah, we're on a first name basis with Phil Spencer. Do you know what's going through the Game Pass list? And there's just like a ton of games on here. Like I don't even. It's like, it's almost it's, too many games. Like you don't have time to play all of the games. You know what I mean? As a regular person, like, maybe if you were exactly. fourteen, still you had nothing else to do. Like they put that whole Mass Effect like legendary yeah. remaster thing that they had, it's all on there, and like they just put more games on it this this month or this week or something. They put a bunch of new games on here, which is pretty cool. It's also <clears throat> so crazy to think about because it's routinely we always see that games and the video game industry makes more than Hollywood. It makes more than movies. It makes more than TV. Then you know it. It, it is all is like consistently the number one most profitable entertainment industry in the country. And people always dismiss it because it's games and they think it's, you know, less, less artistic or less cultured or like, you know, less, um, you know, they give it less respect than the industry that it like deserves to be to the point where $68.7 billion. Like what did, uh, what was Disney when Disney bought Fox? 
It wasn't that much. It, it was like what twenty billion or something. I can't remember the exact number, but it wasn't. It wasn't Activision Blizzard money, and that's Fox. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. Like how how gigantic this industry is, and how much of a money maker it is, and it it still is growing. Obviously, it's still oh, young. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> it Are was, we wrong? It was, oh no no wait. How much did they buy? How much did they buy? Uh, Activision for sixty eight point seven billion. Okay. They bought Fox for fifty two point four billion. Okay, so okay, fifty two, right? So that's still, uh, you know, at that point, it's just chump change. The difference between sixty seven billion and fifty two billion—that's just ashtray money for these companies. But uh, you want and hey, here, here, Joe Brown, I want to, I want to hit you with something else. Do you want to know how much they paid for Marvel Entertainment? Wasn't it like four billion or something? Yeah, it was four billion dollars. Right. So Tom change that's and that's like the highest grossing thing in the world that Marvel runs our culture now, essentially. And it, that's um, only well, I'm not even going to try to do the math. I was going to say like one twentieth or something of what Activision Blizzard was. But I don't know if that's right. Um, let's look how much they're worth now. Who? <laughs> well, um, it's. It still says it was four billion when they bought when Disney bought them in two thousand nine. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll have to look this up later. It looks like it's a big research thing I need to do. But no, yeah, this is like an incredible shift. I think I think there will be a large shift coming. Um, but I still think that PlayStation has a room to hold its own because they still have like a lot of good exclusives, and they sure do. They're still kind of doing it on their own. So. Good for them. I just like our buddy Phil Spencer just fighting fire with fire, you know? It's like, all right, you're going to have all these exclusives. So are we. He's like, all right, you're going to do that? Hmm. And I'm going to do I'm it on my, my Xbox fridge. Remember they announced that? The fridge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to take Call of Duty away from you. Here, this is mine now. Yeah. This is mine. mine. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, my God. It's an exciting time to be a gamer. We've been saying it for years. Meanwhile, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet that Reggie actually retweeted at Reggie Fizeme. Yeah. And some guy was like, it's 2072. I forget what year he said. He's like, every gaming company is now combined into one big conglomerate. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on. And Nintendo is still out there by themselves being more successful. And people are still asking Reggie for Mother 3. And Reggie retweeted. He said, this is probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love our boy. Wow. Our favorite boy. Third largest. Where is that sentence again? Let me see. Oh, my God. The third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Sony. So Tencent, obviously, League of Legends and a gigantic amount of mobile games and other chi- and Chinese games, Chinese company. That's why it makes so much. And then Sony is in second. Like, that's crazy. Just we can't even fathom how much money these companies make. If you bought it for sixty nine billion dollars, that means you're gonna make more than it, right? Like they Disney bought Marvel for four billion, and literally just No Way Home made a quarter of that four billion by itself. You know what I mean? So yeah. like the, the return on investment of spending sixty nine billion dollars has to be astronomical. Yeah, it's got to be absolutely crazy. Like they, I hope they have a, a good idea of what's going to happen. Like where, where, what they're going to be getting, and what they're going to be producing. Because if this is just kind of like, <clears throat> if they buy it and then it kind of just like flops, it's going to be a very, very bad thing. 
I hope they know what they're doing. All right. Well, let's let's move on to our other topic of the show here. We only have two on the day, and that is this week. Horizon Forbidden West released a brand new trailer. Joe and I watched it before recording, and you know, it looked obviously a, a great, visually stunning game, just like the first Horizon um, Zero Dawn was. And this, to be honest, Joe, is a game that I kind of missed out on in two ways. One, because it released the same exact week as Breath of the Wild, which was just bad timing for it. Although it was obviously still Game of the Year contender and still very successful. Just kind of rough that you had like two two very similar open world games released at the same time uh, in the same week. So I missed it back when it launched. And then I bought the like definitive edition for 10 bucks once at a, at a Best Buy, I think. And I tried to play it and I played it for like 40 minutes and I was like bored by the story and then all the open world stuff and the crafting and the everything. And I had like the same feeling you do now, Joe, with all your open world games and your hate was like, bro, I just don't have time to commit to this. Uh, yeah, that was last year. It was literally right at, while I was, uh, I was between jobs in the off season waiting for work again. Um, I had just finished Persona 5 Royal, which took me 130 hours, and I got the platinum in that one. So that was like a big commitment of my time. And then I want, and then I started Horizon right afterwards, and I was like, I do not have another hundred hours to get through this, so I haven't gone back. I have re-downloaded it on the PS5 though, uh, so we'll see if I can get around to it at this at this point, but probably not. Uh, but just overall, you know, what's your I don't know if you played the first game in any way at all. And like, what are your thoughts on the trailer we just watched? Well, sadly, Joe, I also fell into that where I um, had bought the game, played a bunch of it, and then Breath of the Wild came out, and then I got too distracted with that. Yeah. (laughs) I never went back to it. And then I tried to go back to it, and then I forgot it again. And then, uh, yeah, so... I bought, I rebought it on the PC to see if I can get through it there. I started it again. Uh, I stopped because Halo came out, <clears throat> and yeah, so I don't Curse know if I'm going to get to Spencer. it. Curse you, Phil Spencer. But uh, I do have the new one pre-ordered, so I am going to get it. <laughs> oh, was there was there a collector's thing? Was there an item you received for a pre-order, Joe? Yeah, there was. Um, <laughs> I knew it. There was two collector's editions, and I wanted to get the other one, but I couldn't get it, so I got this one instead. Okay. Um, well, I do have an article up to let us know yes. what's going on here, okay? So, it's an uh, article up on Eurogamer, and uh, it's a big, tra- you know, breaking down everything we learned. So, the first big revelation is that Gaia is back in some shape or form. I don't know who that is or what it is. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's an essence of things. I know Legend of Lagaya on the PlayStation back in the day. That was a game. That was our JRPG I liked. Um, other big news is that Carrie Ann Moss of Matrix fame, right, uh, is joining the Horizon for- Forbidden West cast, playing a woman named Tilda. She looks especially like an old one and potentially someone involved in the Odyssey Space Colony Project who has somehow survived being lost. So that was that lady at the end of the trailer. And you can yeah. tell, like, I think what this game, what the series does aesthetically is it really, it's combining, like, the primitive dinosaur stuff and then the futuristic robotic stuff. And now we know, obviously, with the trailer, with bridges and whatnot being shown, that it is 
take place on our world in the future where everyone thought it was like a distant past an alternate distant past and now it's even more in the future because that space lady came down at the end you know what i mean so uh yeah. i think like that's cool as a talks about like her world is crumbling apart with these revelations and um it seems like i would imagine when you're playing you're gonna have like some jaw dropping like oh my god i can't believe this this happened in this world like it's it seems hype yeah, I'm hyped for it. I'm excited. I am excited to get into it. Joseph. That's all you it's got? Be, what what, what was in the trailer? Be, like, what'd you like in the trailer? Well, it, it's just like the whole new like idea of what's happening in this game is the world is dying and Aloy's, Aloy's trying to save it. Like, it's her first thing was like her trying to no longer be an outcast and then her figuring out what's going on in the in the wildlands and like why are these things are like fighting each other and what's happening blah 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 and now it's like a completely different thing where the world is dying or people are in danger and i believe she now becomes like a higher up chieftain of these of the clan that she's a part of and she's now trying to save them which is really cool and we're going to be seeing a lot more of like the another side of the world i believe um forbidden west i'm assuming she's going out to the western part of where of the like world that she's living in and we're going to get to see some new environments we're definitely going to see some new creatures we've already seen a bunch of new machines in the trailers that we've seen in the gameplay that was showed like uh several months ago but it's going to be a really i'm really like excited to see what they're going to do plus alloy looks like amazing the graphics look great and yeah. like and the it's new be... enemy um faction or whatever like the people that she, she's not just fighting against monsters you know she's fighting against that yeah she's fighting against like actual actual people but even in the first one it was against people to begin with too so it's kind of just showing that people are always the the common enemy and machine is what's kind of more pure in the sense of like what goes on in this game maybe we're the monsters joe you ever think of that that's a new concept you know i don't think anyone's really tackled that conversation before maybe humanity is the problem i think i'm onto something think you are onto something joseph <laughs> okay well while we uh ponder our existence and our place in society and humanity's role in the universe and whatnot i say we wrap it up here this week i think that was we had some fun talking about the future with activision blizzard and you know just very excited and quite honestly we have a new tristan skin in league of legends and i really need to start playing joe so i need you to take us home oh oh my god okay well thank you for joining us for another episode of cup of joe's i have been your host joe perry and followed by my good friend uh joseph brown and we'll catch you in the next episode of cup of joe's she's a firecracker she's got explosions in the animations joe oh my god get out of my face <laughs>